0: following message is from Christian Life Austin. For more information about Christian Life, please visit clcaustin.com. Thank you for listening.
1: A standing ovation here tonight. A great standing ovation. Come on, tell him how great he is in your life. Has he healed you? Has he brought you out? Come on, tell him how great he is in your life. Yeah. Don't worship, worship, worship Jesus right now. Come on. Have your own time with him right now. Your own time with him right now. Amen. Amen. Amen, 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 amen. Well, 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 good to see everybody tonight. What a joy. Word on the street was is I was going to be gone tonight. That's what the word on the street was. pastor wasn't going to be here tonight. Somebody started a vicious rumor. Pastor shows up more than anybody in this town. I'll be here for you. I'll be here. Now we had uh, we had six staff members go to a conference in uh, Birmingham, Alabama, a growth conference, and they're going to come back and tell me how we need to grow a church. And I'm going to listen, and I'm going to I'm going to apply what they've learned because I want to always always be in a learning state. But at the same time, while well, I sent them away. Randy decided he'd stay home Because we needed music And I decided to stay home Because I'm pastor And I want to be with y'all tonight I'd rather be with y'all Than to be there And I'm telling you the truth I'd rather be here on a Wednesday night with y'all than there If if I wanted to be I could have been there But I'm happy to be here Now that don't make me anything special Other than the fact that I love you just a little bit And it's an honor to pastor this church It really, really is and besides that, i got something decent to say tonight, I think. Amen. Turn to somebody and give them a high five. Say, I'm glad I'm in church tonight. Would you do that? Just remain standing. Don't sit down yet. Just remain standing. Just remain standing. Thank you. Thank you, music. Thank you, praise singers. Thank you, band. Thank you. Everything's good. Don't sit down yet. Don't sit down yet. Amen. So I had this conundrum today. I had a little conundrum today. Here's the conundrum. The guys, the guys have always given me a fish and never taught me to fish because they want to be important in the life that I live as a pastor of this church. So they've never taught me how to do my own overheads. We'll do them, pastor, we'll do them. Don't you worry about them, we'll do them. Well, what, do you, what happens if you're not here? We'll never be not here. <laughs> really, really, every one of them has gone tonight. <laughs> I have three that have helped me in that group and they're all gone. Jaron's my biggest help and then Brad and then Reed and uh, they've helped me and I'm sure Brandon can do it also but I can't I can't I can't do it because they never taught me how they just gave me a fish they never taught me how to fish and when they get home we're going to have a conference here because I'm not going to be held captive again by their little flighty trips to Birmingham Alabama you understand that have a good time guys we really miss you amen amen so I called, I texted Jaron and Brad today, and I said, help. And they knew what I meant. And so Jaron has sent some visuals for you, and I'm so happy. Whew, I can exhale. Because I, I, once you get used to this kind of stuff, you don't want to do without it. You know what I'm saying? By the way, we have, uh, we have bought some brand new cameras for the church. And they're going to be here in just a few days, and we're going to be able to stream every service. That's going to be awesome. And uh, when I tell you we bought good ones, we did because I said I want the best because I've got to look decent. <laughs> I'm teasing. I've got to look decent. I said I don't. I don't want you making me look fuzzy. And so we're going to we're going to be able to stream, and the music's going to be able to go forth and. It's going to be a neat thing. It's going to be a great thing for the church. I just really believe that's going to be a great thing from the church, and so we're excited about that. Now, uh, I told you I was going to start a little something here tonight, and, and we are—we're going to start—we're going to start, we're going to start a, a little series called "Letting Go." Everybody say "Letting Go." Letting go. You know, it, 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 it's 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 sometimes tough to let go. We want to hold on. I remember when I was learning to water ski. They told me that when you go under, let go of the rope. If you, if you fall, let go of the rope. But when you're out there and you've never done it before, I was just a kid. I learned to ski at a very young age. And, and, and so I didn't want the boat to leave me. I had this fear factor, this separation anxiety. And so when I went under, I just held on. And I just kept going to the depths. Of the deep blue sea, and finally, when I got down there and I realized this wasn't working, I finally let go, and I came to the surface. When I came to the surface, there was people preaching at me. Said, "You'll drown yourself that way. Sometimes you just have to let go. You gotta let go. And if you never learn the the joy of letting go, that's in anything you do." You've got to let go of yourself to the Lord when He fills you with His Spirit. You've got to let go of things in your life if you want to move forward in life. You can't hold on forever. Everybody say, preach to, us, preach to us, Pastor. Turn to somebody and say, I'm going to help the man of God tonight. hope he does well. You may be seated. God bless. For all of our guests tonight, we honor you. We thank you for being here. And Sunday, we're going to be blessed with a wonderful, wonderful ministry. Anybody ever heard of Dan Dean, of Phillips, Craig, and Dean? Dan Dean is a dear friend of mine. We've been buddies ever since. We're single digit in West Texas. And he's going to be here on Sunday with us. And he's going to sing. He's written some new songs. He's going to preach to us. And it's going to be wonderful. Uh, He and Randy's already hooked up. And so we're excited about Pastor Dan Dean from from, uh, the church in Arlington, our church in uh, Carrollton to be with us on Sunday. What's the name of his church? Heartland. Heartland. I couldn't think of it, Heartland, 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 in, in, the, in the mid-city. So he's going to be here with us, and I'm excited about it. Last time he was here was November of uh, 2015. He blessed our church very, very much. An article, the article began with these words. She was alive at Winston Churchill's side during Britain's darkest hour. And now, Charlie the parrot is 118 years old. Everybody say 118. 118 118 years old. I'm speaking tonight on letting go of old battles. Charlie the parrot is 118 years old. And she's still cursing the Nazis. (laughs) Charlie allegedly hatched January the 1st, 1899. Also known as Charlie the Curser is a female blue and yellow macaw living in a garden center in Regate. I need to show you Charlie's picture right now. There there she is. I got proof. Go look it up when you get home on Wikipedia. She is I want you to look at that. See her feathers are gone. She is she's gone bald. She's lived so long she's gone bald or either she's been in so many fights <laughs> with what she thought were German Nazis but she is a bird that belonged to Winston Churchill. Leave it up there a little while. Churchill bought this blue and gold female macaw in 1937. She was 37 years old then, 38. He was very fond of the parrot. He named her Charlie, and the parrot stayed with the British Prime Minister throughout the Second World War until Churchill's death in 1965. And from that moment, he purchased the bird. He began to teach the bird to curse Adolf Hitler And the Nazis. And many guests were shocked when the parrot, sounding much like Winston Churchill, would launch into an obscene tirade against the Third Reich. In its cage, the bird fought her way through World War II. That is a funny story. The parrot was so foul mouthed, pardon the pun, (laughs) that after Churchill's death, none of the family or friends wanted her. She cursed so much. So she was returned to the store from which she was purchased. And after treating a few children to her questionable vocabulary, the proprietor was forced to remove the dirty bird from the store to his home south of London, England. There she stayed for the last several decades. Charlie is thought to be Britain's oldest bird. Really? (laughs) Really? I'd hate to find one older. World War II is over. But with only little coaxing, Charlie will begin to rehash her familiar complaints against the Nazis. She's one tough old bird. (laughs) I'm going to say that again. That just sounds good. (laughs) She's one tough old bird. So are we. Sometimes we do not know when to let go. We keep fighting long after the battle is over. Isaiah 43, 18 and 19 in the message version says, forget about about what has happened. Don't keep going over old history. Be alert. Be present. Everybody say, be present. present. I'm about to do something brand new. Say, brand new. new. It's bursting out. Don't you see it? There it is. I'm making a road through the desert. And I'm making rivers in the badlands. Everybody say roads in, roads in the desert and rivers in the badlands. Bad people are so different. We arrive with all different shapes and sizes and heights and wits. And our likes and dislikes differ. And our personalities and our interests and our hobbies vary. So people are different. Yet in some ways people are the same the world over. People many times just can't let go. Say it with me. Just can't let go. I read about a team of negotiators that were old soldiers whom the Japanese sent from Tokyo into the jungles of the Philippines years ago, and their mission was to coax a handful of remaining soldiers from Japan's Imperial Army to leave the Philippines and return home to Japan. There was a book written about one of these men. His name was Haru Onoda. He was a lieutenant. And he did not leave until 1974. He was put in there in 1944. He called it my 30-year war, no surrender. And more were found even into the 90s. The war had been over, folks, for half a century, but these warriors remained in the jungles of Luzon. They were still fighting a lost war. And even though they realized the war was over, their undying commitment to the Bushido Code of feudal Japan means that they're they're not permitted to ever surrender. Or if they surrender, may they die at the hand of their own warriors. So they continue to fight even in a lost war. Some people, some people have been raised in the south and they know that old wars die hard. David Goldfield wrote a book called Still Fighting the Civil War. He said, Newcomers to the South often remark that Southerners, at least white Southerners, are still fighting the Civil War, a strange preoccupation considering that the war formally ended more than 150 years ago. Fewer than a third of the Southerners today can claim an ancestor who actually fought in the conflict. But even if the war is far removed both in time and genealogy, it survives in the hearts of many of the region's residents. And I'd like to say in Hollywood won't let us forget it either because they keep making movies and stories about it to just drill it to our hearts and our minds and remind us again and again. Every time I see someone named with a name tag that says Johnson, I tell them that's a great name. I try to give them a high five. The second most common surname in North America is Johnson. I'm, a com- I'm as common as an old shoe. I love to be in cleaners and airports and lobbies and restaurants and see a Johnson. I go up and say, what part of the country are you from? If they're from the north, I say, I have descendants from there. If they're from the south, I say, I got folks from there. If they come out of prison, I said some of mine were executed too. I just tell people that all of us are connected Amen. and we all matter. Amen. And you ought to tell people, when you see people of your race and your gender, you ought to tell the same people, say, hey, we're a great group of people and everybody needs to love somebody in this world and we need to move forward and forget the things that are behind us. Isaiah lived a long and spiritually fulfilling life. He served God as a prophet to Judah during the times of prosperity and adversity. Two kings ruled at the beginning of his prophetic career. One was Uzziah and the other was Jotham. Times were good. They had a chicken in every pot and a chariot in every garage. But kings and things changed. And when Uzziah and Jotham were gone, Ahaz came to the throne. And for a while, it looked like everything would be okay. But Assyria attacked Israel and deported Judah's wayward sister into Babylon. But Judah was not bothered. The southern kingdom was still there. And for 21 years, Isaiah bolstered a king's weak faith by encouraging him to trust in the Lord, his God. But Ahaz refused to listen. And finally, Judah failed, and she likewise went into captivity But let me tell you something, God does things great. He does things great. He does things great. It doesn't matter where you are right now, God does things great. And he knows exactly where you are right now, and God does things great. He did not stop speaking during the bad times. God kept talking. And Isaiah spoke God's voice of love, and Isaiah said that oppression would come, and they must let it. He simply said, you can't live in the past because God is about to do A new thing. He's about to do something new. Amen? I've got a man that writes me every day. He writes me every day. He said a setback is only a setup for a comeback. He writes that about once a week. And I've memorized it. A setback is only a setup for a comeback. Why don't you clap your hands and say amen to that. So, Isaiah said it this way. Forget about what has happened Don't keep going over old history. Let me give you a point here. Reliving the past, folks, is dangerous. It's dangerous. I'm going to preach a little bit right now. In Texas, we have this holiday that no other state shares. It's called San Jacinto Day. And the fact, we just celebrated on April the 21st. It's just been celebrated. And the day is largely recognized as the birth of the Republic of Texas in 1836. And just east of Houston, along the banks of the San Jacinto River, Sam Houston and his ragtag band of Texans called a napping Santa Ana. And the subsequent route established Texas as an independent nation that later became a state in the union. In case you weren't there for the battle, don't worry. Every year in San Jacinto Day, you can go to the battlefield and you'll see it reenacted. While I'm certain most participants who re- recreate this battle are merely trying to keep it alive, the significance of the accomplishment, there are possibly a few who just enjoy reliving old history. Let me tell you something. It's time for some things in your past to just get there and stay there. Amen. We don't have to relive it every year, every day of our life. When I counsel people in marriage, when I counsel people in separation, some misunderstandings and such, it's not important to me. The rightness and wrongness of the situation. it really not. I try not to get caught up with that and what the problem was. Only the solution. Because I think we need to become solution-oriented people in our life. Not problem-oriented people, but solution-oriented people. I simply, in my counseling, seek a resolve. Something just needs to be laid to rest. In most marriage breakups, there is not a winner and there is not a loser. Both parties are hurt, and the children are the catastrophes of that. Both need to be healed in different ways. But sometimes the desire to get even get people stuck in the past. And I want to preach about that today. It's time, folks. It's time. It's just time to say, I'm tired of living in yesterday's life. I'm ready to move forward. I have preached to some people in this church for four, or five, and six years, and I bring you to a certain level. I'm fixed to preach right now. And I bring you to this level. Then all of a sudden I see, hmm. And I say, what happened? And I know what happened. You go back to the old ways. You go back to the past. You go back to that problem. You go back to that situation because you just can't get over it. It's time to clap your hands and lift your hands and say, this is what I will be from this point on. I will not go back again. I will move forward in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm ready to make a new start and have a fresh beginning and have something powerful in my future. You know how you trap a monkey? You know how you trap a monkey? You get these big jars and you put nuts and fruits in there, and then you put have a little bitty, little bitty opening in the in the in the in the pour-out area, the little little small mouth, and that monkey will reach his hand in there to get those nuts and those fruit, and and he'll clasp them, and he'll start pulling them out, and he can't get his hand out. He can't get his hand out. And he will not. All he has to do is let go. Just let go. If he just lets go, he can get his hand right out because he got it in. (laughs) But he grabs a hold of an apple, of a pear, of some kind of fruit, and he can't get his hand out. And he'll stay right there until the trappers come and take him away. Some people, (laughs) some people, you think it's glorious in that jar. And you grab a hold of something, you say, I tell you what, mama gave me a constitution and I'm not going to let go. (laughs) I'm going to win this feud. I'm going to win this war. You're not going to win the war. You're going to destroy your life. Some things have to be released so you can set yourself free. And when you set yourself free, you're not no longer living the past. Come on, help me preach right now. You've got to get free from some things that are holding you captive. Well, Pastor, it just was a bad relationship. I tell you what, the man just abused me. I know that happens. And Pastor, she beat me up every day. I know that happens. I'd hate to be married to Rhonda Rousey. She looks like she wears somebody out that weighs 200 pounds and I don't want her to prove it on me. But there's so many people that bring hurts and hang ups to the house of God and I almost get you to the top of the mountain. I almost get you to a point where you can see the other side and realize that if I can only get you there and I can get you to the place where you can see the glory of God coming your way. Yes. Something happens and you fall back to that old past living God's people were living the past in Babylon. They ate, they breathed, they slept the hurts of days gone by. And rather than repenting of their own failures, they magnified the failures of others. I went to a lady one time in our church in Dallas when I was just a young pastor. And I said, ma'am, is there anything I can do to help you with your problem? She said, I was abused as a young, as a young, as a young person by my father. And I said, I'm so sorry. It, it broke my heart. I started weeping. And I said, what, what can I do? I said, where is your father? Can I, can I go get him and bring him here? And y'all can make restitution. Can I make that happen? She said, he's been dead 10 years. And I'm looking at this woman, and she is still holding on to something. Oh, I want to preach tonight. She's still holding on to something. And, and, and her dad's already gone, and, and she is holding him hostage. And she's holding God, the prisoner, in her life because she won't let go of old battles. She won't let go of old stuff. Let me tell you something. It doesn't matter what has happened in your past. We preached about a cross two weeks ago. We preached about a burial. We preached about a resurrection. Jesus is alive. Jesus' blood forgives. Jesus' blood washes. Amen. And when he looks at you, he doesn't see the past. He sees the blood that he shed for you. And everything's all right in your life. I just got to get you to get up and go forward and quit living in yesterday. Hallelujah. This is why I didn't want to go to Birmingham. I wanted to preach to you. So why is living in the past so dangerous? It entrenches the sense of being wronged in our spirit. It blinds us to the glory of the present. And it refuses to admit that people that hurt us yesterday may have changed in the present. It makes us resentful. It makes us blind. And it refuses to admit that people that hurt us yesterday may have changed and they're better today. Wouldn't it be sad to know that something that you had a problem with years ago is a great soul winner in a church somewhere today and you don't even know it, but you're still living off that past regret? Come on, folks, let's get over it. Let go. Let's move forward. Isaiah 43 and 19 said, Be alert, be present. I'm about to do something brand new. It's bursting out. Don't you see it? Everybody say, Be alert and be present. be present living presently is living godly Amen. everybody say right now. right now everybody put your feet down one two one two one two everybody say i cover, I cover all the ground, all the ground. I, stand I stand on and that's all i need to cover Let me qualify this statement. I did not say that living for the present world is equivalent to godliness. It's not. But living in the present world is fundamentally living a godly life. Be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Living in the past breeds either fearfulness or self-righteousness. God is a present God. He's a very present help in the time of trouble. He is the Lord that says, I am. Everybody say, I am. I am. You know what I do every year? I, I, I know some of you folks think I do quirky stuff. I do this. is quirky. Every year, every year, every year. I've got a calendar in my office, and I go to that calendar, and I look at it, and I say, Goodbye. Goodbye. January the 1st is here. Goodbye. Goodbye. See you later. Now, when I say goodbye, I'm saying goodbye to not only the bad stuff, but I'm saying goodbye to some blessings that happened in life because there's, there's so many things. You know, when Peter, James, and John went to the top of the Mount of Transfiguration, Matthew 17, they wanted to build three tabernacles because when the good happens, we want to stay there. When the bad happens, sometimes we do stay there. But I, I take that calendar and I say, whether it was good or whether it was bad, I'm saying goodbye because 2016 does not worry and control me any longer. What I have done, I have done. It is finished, it's behind me. I'm preaching to somebody right now. Whatever happened then, it's happened then. Right now, it's a new day. I want to live in the present with Almighty God. I want to live right now. So, I I I want you to understand that I've had some sorrow. I've had some grief. I've had some pain. I've had some hurts. I've had some suffering. I've had some loss. But I've also had joy. I've also had gladness. I've also had healing. I've also had life. I've also had gains in my life. It's time to understand you've got to bring a palm and a willow to the house of God. Bad things do happen that make you weep. And good things happen that make you rejoice. But you've got to understand that both of them cause you to praise the Lord. It's amazing. It's amazing when you get in the present with God. That he starts working all things for your good. Come on, get in this present. Get in this present. Get in this present. Get in this present. Talk to your calendar. I'm in a new beginning, a new day, a new time. I'll live for the now, not for the then. Easter, resurrection brought a new day in our life. So Isaiah was saying, get out of the past. God's doing a new thing. Get out your pens and pencils and start taking these notes or get your camera and take them on the screen. Take a snapshot of this. I came across a study recently from Duke University. They discovered eight things that bring peace of mind. Eight things, you ready? Eight things that bring peace of mind. Number one, the absence of suspicion and resentment brings peace of mind. Nursing a grudge was the major factor of one losing their peace in their mind. You can't nurse a grudge. Everybody say grudge. Grudge. Get out. Get out. 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 Talk to it. Number two, not wasting time and energy fighting conditions you cannot change. We call it picking our battles at our house. Consecrate with life. Cooperate with life. Instead of trying to run away from it, cooperate with what's happening in your life. Number three, force yourself to stay involved with the living world. Not the past world, not the dead world, the living world. Resist the temptation to withdraw and become reclusive during periods of emotional stress. You know when you ought to come to church the most is when you're down. I can't sing a song. I can't worship. I can't. It don't matter. You can come in here and be a just nothing. A mute. Just nothing. You can be one of those mimes. Just nothing. You don't have to do anything. Just come to church. Show the devil that whatever he put on you is not going to hold you back from walking in the house of God and feeling the presence of God. Show him up. Show him up. Amen. Amen. Number four, refuse to indulge in self-pity when life hands you a raw deal Accept the fact that nobody gets through life without some sorrow and misfortune. Number five, cultivate the old-fashioned virtues of love, everybody say love, Love. and humor, Humor. and compassion, Compassion. and loyalty. I love to laugh. I love to laugh. I'm going to be the laughingest 80-year-old you've ever seen in your life. I love to laugh. Because laughing worries hell. It just drives hell crazy. In a world with all this going on, And all this stuff and all this hatred and all this bigotry and all this putting down of women and all this nobody likes anybody else's color and all this stuff going on. I just love to laugh and say, Jesus is the rock. And I'm going to go through life loving everybody. I'm going to go through life praying for everybody. Everybody matters because this is what church is all about. Come on, help me preach right now. We need to laugh in the face of adversity. And have joy in our journey in life. That's just old, sound gospel preaching. Number six, do not expect too much of yourself. In other words, when there's too wide a gap between self-expectation and your ability to meet the goals you've set, feelings of inadequacy are inevitable. You'll always feel inadequate when there's such a space between what you think you ought to do and what you're really doing. Just get real with yourself. Number seven, find something bigger than yourself to believe in. Self centered, <laughs> egotistical people score lowest in any test for measuring happiness. <laughs> so sometimes, if you're not happy, it's not inferiority, it may be superiority, and you think that you've got it in the bag. <laughs> Number eight do not live in the past. Amen. Any preoccupation with old mistakes and failures leads to depression. Let's do them again. You ready? One, two, three. The, the absence of suspicion and resentment. Not wasting time and energy fighting conditions you can't change. Force yourself to stay involved with the living world. Refuse to indulge in self-pity. Cultivate an old-fashioned virtue. Don't expect too much of yourself. Find something bigger than yourself to believe in and do not live in the past. Amen. And Jesus summed up all eight of these in one simple word. Here it is. Forgive. Come on, clap your hands.
0: Forgive. Forgive.
1: Everybody say forgive. You got to forgive. Forgiveness brings peace of mind. Not necessarily for the forgiven, but to the forgiver. You just breathe better. just breathe better. Let it go. Don't hold on to old battles. A popular soul singer wrote a song about a lady carrying things around. The singer calls the lady the bag lady. Her name was Eureka Badu. Erica Badu. <laughs> Bag lady, you gonna hurt your back? Dragging all them bags like that. I guess nobody ever told you. All you must hold on to is you, is you, is you. Bag lady, you're gonna hurt your back. Dragging all them bags like that. One day all them bags are going to get in your way. One day all them bags are going to get in your way. I could have wrote this. I said one day all them bags are going to get in your way. One day all them bags are going to get in your way. So pack light, pack light, pack light. Ooh, ooh, ooh. (laughs) Erica Badu. God's telling us pack light. Leave out the hurt. Leave out the painful memories. Pack light. You're leaving here. You're going to get out of here. Don't let something weight you down. Don't let something destroy your life. Come on. Quit living in the past. Let go of old battles. Let it go. The only thing worth keeping has been sent on ahead. Your treasure is safe. And the only thing worth losing has been sent ahead. Your sins have gone before you. Pack light. Don't hold on to the hurt. Open your eyes. Good things are going on around you. And I close. I close. Isaiah 43, 19b says, there it is. There it is. I'm making a road through the desert. I'm making rivers in the badlands letting go of old battles folks lets us bring let God bring new victories to us God brings new victories hallelujah don't get caught up in yesterday Live for today pay attention God's doing something he's doing something I'm making a road through the desert the lame man came to the pool of Bethesda somebody put him there every day and when the water was troubled, the first one in the pool was supposed to be healed, John chapter 5. And Jesus came there one day, and he said, would you, would you like to be made whole? He said, Lord, I have no man to help me. For when the water's troubled, somebody always gets there first. What he was saying, his life has given me seconds. I've been second all my life. I've never been first. I've lived on leftovers the chicken neck and the chicken back. I've never had a thigh. I've never had a good drumstick. I've never had a good piece of white meat. Never have. Jesus said, do you want to be made whole? That's what I'm asking. You want to be made whole. I'm tired of excuses. Do you want to be made whole? And Jesus healed him. Open up your eyes, folks. God is at work. And you're not second. You're first. I said, you're not second. Say it with me. I'm not second. I'm first. The Lord loves me with everything in him. And I'm first in his life. I'm first in his heart. And now reverse it and say, he's first in mine. Come on. He's first in mine. He's first in mine. First in mine. Amen. Amen. Hagar was in the wilderness of Beersheba, way back over there in Genesis. Her food was gone. The water was exhausted. She lays her child Ishmael beneath a shrub to die. She stumbles away, out of his sight, did not want to watch the boy die, and she weeps. I sympathize with Hagar. She didn't ask to be Abraham's concubine. That was Sarah's idea. Life had dealt her a bad hand. Now kicked out and left to die, fairly unjust. While Hagar weeps, Ishmael prays while mama weeps the son prays it's interesting heaven ignores hagar's tears but heard Ishmael's prayer and here is the final statement i want to make god's not really not nearly as interested in past regrets as he is in present petitions i love i love evangelizing Somebody asked me Sunday if I was an evangelist or a pastor because I still get excited about preaching the gospel. But I, I, I used to love to see change in revival. I would go into churches and I'd love to see people changed and just get a new grip. New grip. And sometimes another voice can bring words that the pastor's been saying forever, but a new voice brings it in a different way and people get a hold of it and, and grab a hold of it. And I've heard people tell me, you know, I, I came tonight, Evangelist Rex, I came tonight and I just, I just felt like this would be the last night I'd ever come. I didn't want to ever be alive after tonight. I didn't want to live again. But God turned my life around. He turned my life around. And I think sometimes we go to a church and we go, we go for so long that we just think, you know, I'll never get any better. But I'm going to believe that God someday is going to help me with my situation. And we have got it figured out how God's going to help us with that situation. And so because we have figured out how it's going to happen, God's probably knocked on your door 14 times in another situation, but you didn't think it was the right way that God was going to take you. Why don't you tonight start learning how to surrender yourself to God and let go of old battles and grab a hold of this present day, believing that God can put a road in the wilderness and put a water in the middle of bad lands in your life. Believe that. I believe with all my heart. It's not our way to figure out. It's God's way that he's going to do with us. And when God tells us and shows us what's going to happen and we follow him. See, a long time ago I decided, I quit asking God to bless what I was doing. I started seeing what God was blessing and I went over and got under that cloud. And God's been blessing me ever since. I moved from point A to point B and you've got to do that in your life. If you're ever going to forget old battles, if you're ever going to walk away from the destitute past, if you're ever going to walk away from situations, you've got to move to where God is blessing. And when God is blessing that point in your life, you will find the rest that you need in your life. I want some people, this post-Easter season between now and Pentecost Sunday, I want you to have something fabulous happen in your life. Amen. (laughs) For Jesus is risen. He's alive. He's alive. Quit fighting no battles. Pastor, I close. Pastor, should I let someone off the hook? Only if God's let you off the hook. Should I forgive someone that's hurt me? Only if God has forgiven you for hurting him. Forgiveness releases you to enjoy your present. It opens your eyes to the good things in your midst. Charlie the Parrot put her back up there if you can, sister. Charlie the parrot still fusses against the Nazis and Hitler. And her language is horrendous. You go home tonight, you can listen to her. She's a bad mama. She's a bad, some of you can't wait to get home. Because you think you're going to hear something PG-13 or something. You know? no no it's past that that bird, can, that bird can cuss right there that bird's a cursing bird because somebody taught her see she doesn't know about the war in the Falklands she don't know about the victories in Afghanistan and Iraq all she's doing is still fighting Hitler and the Germans that's all she's doing she cannot let go at 118 she still fights old battles I probably don't have that long to live. I probably won't live to be 118. So I've got to do something today. I've got to let go today. I've got to release some things today. I've got to let it go. I got to let it go. Am I making sense to you? I know I didn't preach too long, but am I making sense to you? You've got to let some things go. You can't keep living back there. You gotta get in the present. Because God's fixed to make some roads in the desert and some water in the badlands. He's going to bless this life that you have. God ultimately wants to bless his people. He wants to bless you mightily. Let him do it. Let him do it. Let him do it. I was in the office the other day. I was in the office the other day. And I was just, I was just, I don't know, just kind of in limbo, just kind of sitting there Going through some things on my computer studying some things just going through some stuff and this ain't going this is not, this is not mind changing this is not going to blow your mind but the thought just hit me I saw a lot of stuff I, my wife says I read I read Inquire on AOL I read the Inquire because I, I like those stories those like 50 stories that AOL pops up and I go through them all I know about the weather up north I know about Donald Trump I know about I know about the Soul Singer. I know about Kanye West. I know about all these people. I'm a smorgasbord of information. And I sit there in the middle of all of it. And it hit me. There was about 60 things, 60 stories. And I wasn't on one of them. Pastor Rex Johnson, Christian Life Church. Wow. Go see it. Wasn't there. Wasn't there. Pastor Rex Johnson is the neatest bald-headed man you'll ever meet. Wasn't there. But in all this stuff that I was reading, it hit me. If this world could see the Lord's AOL, your face would be on it. If you could see the Lord's refrigerator, it would have your picture there. And it hit me. I may not make the AOL list that I read every morning, and I may not make the reports and the news, but when it hit me that I'm on God's I'm on God's program. And every morning he checks in on me because his mercies are new every morning. And he checks in on me. No, I didn't get up and do the Cotton Eye Joe. I didn't dance. I didn't rejoice. I just said, wow. And this started happening. I just started getting weepy because, oh if we could see what heaven sees in us. When I see people come to the front on Sundays and repent and renew their lives and some people give their heart to the Lord for the first time, I go sideways because heaven rejoices over one sinner that repents. Can you imagine? see what's happened we've we've been downplayed by the world's view of the church and the world's view of us but if you could look past this veil and see God's view of us and we're on his AOL list and we're on his hit list not to get us but to bless us and I think that I think every day I'm probably his number one story (laughs) And you ought to start thinking that way that you're his number one story you're his child and he wants to bless you Quit letting the past hold you hostage and get in the present and understand that God's doing a new thing. He's doing some new stuff in your life and let it unfold in your life, amen? Start believing that God's with you and God's for you and if God's for you. Come on, clap your hands real big. Who can be against you? It just made my day. It made my day. It made my day.
0: Hallelujah.
1: I'm in God's program. I'm in God's program. Stand up all over the house if you would. You're the precious people. You're Wednesday nighters and I love you and there's nobody like you. And I can't brag on you enough because when I feel God talking to me about you, it just blows my mind how much God loves me to tell you that he loves you the way that he loves you. And I can't express it like I wish I could, but... Tonight when you go home, just look on AOL and see all them little stories and just say, oh, you ought to see what heaven's looking at right now. Heaven's looking at me, this church, and my family, and my future. God is going to have something great in my life for me. Would you clap your hands and rejoice to the word of the Lord. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to bow your head and close your eyes, right where you are. Just bow your head and close your eyes. And I want you. I want you to repeat this after me. Everybody in the building, balcony and all. Lord, tonight I will let go of some old battles. I'm going to drop the past things that have held me hostage from moving forward. I refuse to be beaten by something that the blood has covered (laughs) and I've been forgiven for. So tonight, I stand in the present. Put your feet down. One, two, come on. Just put your feet down. I stand right here in the present. I stand in the present. And I realize... That even in the badlands, you'll bring water. And in the desert, you'll bring a road. And you'll give us a highway. A highway to heaven. Amen. And I'm going to get on that road. And I'm going to trust you with my life in your hands. Clap your hands and receive that right now. Clap your hands and receive that right now.
0: The Lord of all Jesus be the Lord of all Jesus be the Lord of all the kingdoms of my heart Jesus I surrender
1: Come on, let's surrender. Let's have church a little bit here right now. Come on, let's surrender. Let's receive what God's given us tonight. Quit living in yesterday. Quit living in yesterday. Seize the present. God's doing a new thing, a great thing, a wonderful thing. He's bringing water in the badlands and roads and streams in the desert. He's blessing you look a little higher than what the world paints in your life and see a God that thinks you are absolutely wonderful he's crazy about you he went to a cross for you Father I love you tonight and I thank you for these precious people you're an awesome God there's nobody nobody like you we honor you with our mouth we honor you with our soul we honor you with our mind, with our heart we praise you with everything that's in our life Bless this congregation tonight as we depart. That we'd be blessed, that we'd be further blessed than we've ever been in our life. And let us step out of our yesterday, plant our feet solely in the present, and see what you're going to do for us in our future. It's in Jesus' name I pray for your glory. Everybody said, Amen. I love you. See you Sunday morning, at 9 o'clock, 10